Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Taking Back You Momcast. Hi, guys. How you doing? It's Danny Carter Iddens, your host this week and every week. And guess what? Today I am joined by a friend of mine, but she also happens to be an expert in a field that a lot of you are going to be interested in. Her name is Lindsay Burnett Snyder, and she's a clinical pharmacist and the founder of Rogue pharmacist. And Lindsay today, she's going to talk to us about eczema. She's going to talk to us about the root causes of eczema, her son's eczema and his journey and how she was able to heal his eczema. And she's also going to talk to us about the relationship between our gut health and the rest of our body and how inflammation that we see in our body could actually be the result of the things that we are putting in our mouths. Dun, dun, dun. All right, guys, I will see you on the other side of the music and and Lindsay will be with me when we get there. Coming to you straight from Indianapolis, aka the Circle City, this is the Taking Back You Momcast. The Taking Back You Momcast is a witty, authentic, and sometimes sarcastic podcast for millennial mamas who are in the thick of mom life. And I'm your host, Danny Carter Iddens, wife, millennial mama, motivational speaker, and motherhood advocate. Today, I am joined by Lindsay Burnett Snyder, founder of Rogue Pharmacist. Lindsay is a clinical pharmacist who believes that health shouldn't have to be a hobby, much less a full-time job. She is all about lifestyle medicine, guys, and that's why she's here today, because y'all know I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, underground granola here. And food as medicine, non-toxic skincare and beauty, functional movement, healing mindset to help you reclaim your life with style. So that's, you, you, you recognize those words, reclaim, reclaim your life. That's what we talk about on the MomCast all the time. And listen, today she's going to talk to us about seasonal and environmental eczema. Because mamas, how many of us can relate to this? Winter's coming. Okay. Winter is coming and our skins are about to get busted and disgusted. And so she's going to help us with that. And she has actually become and ready? This is funny. She's become an expert. Get it? An eczema expert? <laughs> After she had to make major changes to her home environment to, to allow her own son's eczema to heal. She lives in what she calls the mountains and dishes of laundry, which is in her home in South Bend, Indiana, with her husband and her two hilarious children. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I am awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Of course. I love talking about the scintillating topic of <laughs> eczema. It's so funny. She asked me, she goes, are we really going to talk about eczema? And I was like, heck yeah, we're going to talk about eczema. Do you know how many people have this? Um, and they're going to be like dying to know what you have done to help your son heal his eczema. I'm like, trust me, this is a good topic. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. Yeah, I get questions about it all the time. Yeah, so that's so you know, um, I'm I'm excited too because honestly, my son also has eczema. He gets it on his hands so bad, um, and so I'm really excited for this topic today too. So I always try to be uh, real with my listeners. Lindsay and I met a couple. It's probably been a couple years ago now, right? Has it really? I think so. Gosh, um, yeah, it has. 
Yeah, we met on social media and uh, we have a mutual friend who has also been on the show. You may remember her. Uh, she is our travel agent for Taking Back You Mom cast, Erin uh, Eimer. And we, she's our mutual friend. And we kind of met on social media. And then one day, randomly, I came and spoke at your mops group. I didn't know it was your mops group. <laughs> And I didn't know you were our speaker until you walked in and I was like, I know her. <laughs> and I, and, and you, then you came, you sat down and I like, I'm like, I know her. <laughs> so it was just, it was really funny. Um, but yeah, so we were just, I'm sure I looked to be- exactly like, I'm sure I looked exactly like my social media picture. That oh, day. I'm sh- so I, it was I'm probably sh- really easy to recognize me in all of my mops meeting glory. You know what? Listen, I'm sure I did too. We're going to both go, and I'm sure I weigh the exact same thing that I do in all my pictures. So it's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. So I, you know, um, like I said, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. And, And so I just have, I, you know, I have some questions because honestly, this is something that we deal with in our own family, eczema. Um, seasonal eczema, especially. And so, you know, I'm really excited for you to be here. So can you just tell me, you know, when did you realize you could make changes that would help your son heal his eczema? And like, you know, what were they? (laughs) What were they? Well, I'm assuming you know how it is Mm -hmm. when your kid has a problem and you're up in the middle of the night, you know, feeding your baby, doing whatever it is you need to do, um, trying to calm their fears about something completely irrational, whatever it is that happens at 4 a.m. where you're awake, but you're also, you know, scrolling Mm -hmm. or looking for information. And his eczema was one of those things that kept us both up at night. He was up at night because he was itchy. And I was up at night because I was trying desperately to figure out what I could possibly do to make it better. And thankfully I had a smartphone at that time when my daughter was little, you know, that was like back in the stone age before we had such things. (laughs) And so when my son was born, you know, I'm just reading everything I can possibly read about it. Um, I'd been reading a bunch about dietary interventions and decreasing inflammation and all of these things, a lot of which I was already doing because I have celiac disease. So I'm already I've already dished the gluten. I've already Mm -hmm. figured a lot of things out kind of on my own for myself. And I just kept reading more about doing those things and thinking, but I already do that. Right. And (laughs) the more I researched, the more I just got kind of frustrated because it was like, what more do you want me to do? You know, (laughs) like what is, what is going on here? And those things are important. I've figured out that a lot of people need help um, implementing either dietary interventions or other ways to try and put a lid on the inflammation Mm -hmm. um, part of it. But there's also more to the story than that. And the more I learned about the way that eczema happens and the different the different factors that go into it, the more I was like, you know, there's probably something I can do about this. And I eventually happened on some information that at the time I was like, oh, this sounds like a lot of work. I don't know if I can do it. 
I, I'm just going to kind of file that away in the like, when I'm super desperate, maybe I'll come back to this file, which of course, you know, when it's 3am and you're feeding your baby, you don't actually remember those things <laughs> the next day or whenever it is that you say you're going to come back to it. And so then a couple months later, I was there. I was in that place of I'm desperate. I don't know what else to do. I haven't slept in over a year. Like my baby is miserable. What in the world? And I happened upon similar information um, on a different place in the interwebs. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And we made a lot of changes in our products that we use in our home and products that we use on our bodies. And lo and behold, he slept through the night for the first time within like a week. Wow. Which meant that I slept through the night for the first time Double. within like a week. And it <laughs> seemed, it just seemed miraculous. I mean, you know that feeling, the yes. first time that you get like a couple solid hours of sleep. And a new woman. it's just like, <laughs> you know, the heavens open yeah. and, you know, <laughs> angels are singing. Oh, and it's just, you're a new person. And so I've wanted to be able to share that information and exactly what I did and kind of how it works and, you know, all the nuts and bolts in a super easy way to like make it doable for people right. because I know what it's like to be trying to synthesize a bunch of information. You have like 746 tabs open on your computer or on your phone and you're trying to do this all on very little sleep. Your brain is just not working. And I really wish I had had someone just be like, listen, here's what you do. Here are the products you use. Like just make it happen and things will get better. And I feel like in the past when I tried to share all this stuff and information with people, I've gotten hung up on, well, I don't really have a great resource for you. I can kind of give you a couple websites that might give you a little bit of a jump start, but I don't have anything that's that that's easy or that lays it out easily. Mm -hmm. And so I've been working on creating that lately and I finally did. I'm super excited about it. Yes, and we'll, we're going to talk about that in a little bit because I, um, full disclosure, Lindsay is a part, she's also a part of Mom Business University. And so we uh, have been talking about her environmental eczema guide and her getting that out there for several months. And so I'm actually, I'm really proud of you. So I want to, I want to talk <laughs> way about Way too long. No, it's not way too long. It's what happens and, the, and you're doing what you do, what you do, man. Um, so I'm really excited to talk about that. But before we do that, I want to, I want to ask you just a, you know, a couple more questions. You, you alluded to it a little bit in your response, but you know, um, tell us a little bit about your own autoimmune journey? Because, you know, I, I know that you had mentioned that you have celiacs. Um, you know, yes. how does your own autoimmune journey impact how you approach your health and the health of your kiddos, of your husband, you know, just uh, how you do things and how you view your health in your home? Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> I'm only half kidding. Um, She's like, no, I'm serious. We don't have a, we, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot Give us like the greatest hits. Give us the greatest hits. 
um, just on my story alone, because, you know, like most people, I like to talk about myself. Um, so yeah. it has been, let's see, what year is it? Oh yeah. 2020. We try to forget, um, but it is 2020. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so that means that I have been diagnosed with celiac disease for 13 years now. Um, I often tell people about the diagnosis process just because there are so many people out there who seem to have similar issues, but who haven't arrived at a mechanism or a diagnosis for those problems yet. And so I always hope that if somebody can see how what was going on with me translated into um, the way that I eat and the way that I live my life now and see themselves in that, mm-hmm. um, that they might be able to have the same healing or even more healing than what I've had in the last 13 years. Um, so what happened was I got married mm-hmm. and around that time um, I noticed some odd symptoms. And it was like, it was like there was an elephant stepping on my chest mm. and I suddenly had developed mental health issues that I had never experienced before. Um, you know, panic attacks, anxiety, depression, just crushing fatigue, all mm. of these things that were very new to me and kind of terrifying. I remember at one point thinking like, I'm just going crazy. This is what it's like to go crazy, whatever that even means. Right. And through a long drawn out process and issues with insurance and fun things like that, um, it was almost a year later, I had an appointment with a GI doctor because someone had determined that what was going on uh, with the elephant stepping on my chest was not a problem with my lungs but was probably a problem with my esophagus. Mm-hmm. Now at this point I was so just unable to live my life that I was like, why would I go see a GI doctor? Like I have got bigger fish to fry at this point. I don't know why I'm going to do that, but I guess I'll go anyway, just for kicks and giggles. Mm-hmm. So I saw this GI doctor and he was like, when's the last time you saw your family doctor? And I said, oh, just last week, I have this weird rash on my toes. And he wanted to take a biopsy of it, which, you know, is such a fun thing to talk about on a podcast. Be like, yes, rashes on my toes. No, Um, but, you know, you could be helping somebody, so don't feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, let me see your toes. He's like, this is the first time I've looked at toes in probably like a decade, but let me see your toes. And of course, I'm just like, okay, sure. So he looks at my toes and says, I think you have celiac disease and then walks out the door. What? Now at this time, this was back in 2007, which to me doesn't sound that long ago, but obviously it was. Don't worry. The nineties um, were just 10 years ago. It's fine. <laughs> they were. They totally were. Math is my strong point. I mean, I'm a pharmacist. Come on. So this was before smartphones. This was before... I had any information at my fingertips other than a doctor saying, I think you have celiac disease and walking out the door. I didn't know what that was. I was in grad school in a medical program and had never heard of celiac celiac disease in my life. (laughs) So I was like, is this cancer? Like what in the world is this? I have no idea. 
And he finally comes back in and I ask him and he just kind of gives me this look like, well, I thought you knew. And says, well, it just means you can't eat meat. I'm like, okay, cool. What is made out of wheat? Like you would think as a farm girl, I would have known that, but I, <laughs> I truly didn't at the time. And gluten was not the thing back then that it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty obscure and you could not find anything that was labeled gluten-free or that even mm-hmm. claims to be, it was, it was like the wild, wild west of mm-hmm. gluten. So in the time since then, I've done lots of experimentation with what I've been eating. I went from just like kind of basic gluten-free, um, assuming that things were gluten-free until proven otherwise, to militant gluten-free, where I would only eat things that were basically in their original form, and I knew for a fact were not contaminated with gluten. And processed or anything like that. And Yeah. <laughs> My husband used to joke that it was like living on an 1800s homestead around here, because <laughs> I'd be like... You know, doing everything, <laughs> but like, but like actually killing the chicken myself. You know, I'm making the chicken broth with this chicken with the neck still attached. And it, yeah, it got to a point where it was probably a little excessive, but that's what I had to do to heal yeah. at the time. Nowadays, it's so much easier to find things that are not actually contaminated, contaminated with gluten just because of testing and different manufacturing practices and blah, blah, blah. But at the time, um, that was one of the few options available to me. And through that and a couple iterations of um, trying different dietary strategies, I've arrived at a place where my gut is doing as well as it possibly can. And the way that the gut interacts with the rest of the body is something that a lot of people don't, I don't want to say don't appreciate, are unable to appreciate just because they don't know about it. The gut and the brain talk back and forth. The gut and the skin have a huge relationship. And so that was one of the things um, that early on I was trying to troubleshoot with my son's eczema was, okay, what am I eating? Because at the time I was breastfeeding. Right. What am I eating that's causing inflammation in him. What am I, um, what is he eating? You know, once we started solid foods that is causing this inflammation, that's causing the problem on the skin. It's often not just a problem with the skin itself. Mm -hmm. The skin is often a reflection of what's happening in the rest of the body and the gut, that kind of thing. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Um, and 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 I've shared on the show before. I'm a huge um, gut health person. I uh, stumbled into gut health probably about three years ago. I didn't really know anything about it, and I started. Um, I am lactose intolerant. Well, I was um, lactose intolerant, and I just thought like, oh, that's just my life. I'm lactose intolerant. Here you go. No problem. Oh, whatever. And it had gotten so bad that um, I was just having like, like you said, weird symptoms that you wouldn't even connect to it. And it was starting to affect other parts of my body. And I was realizing like, oh, I think this is like, there's more to it than this. Um, So I started taking a probiotic and 
I didn't realize anything was different. I was just taking the probiotic, living my best life. And then for my husband, it probably was his 30, oh gosh, 32nd, 33rd birthday. We went out to dinner and for dessert, I had um, chocolate cake and vanilla ice cream. And I was just like, this is going to hurt in the morning, but like, whatever. Like, I don't even care. I haven't had ice cream in so long. I'm like, worth it. Yeah, worth it. And I woke up the next morning and I was fine. I had no pain. I had no adverse, you know, symptoms. And I was like, what? That was weird. And so I realized, I'm like, well, what have I been doing different? And I had been taking a probiotic. Uh, and um, I realized that over that time, my stomach was my, like, whatever, the bacteria in my stomach were, like, the, the right balance was there again. And so my husband, who has a lot of uh, food allergies, um, environmental allergies, I was like, hey, dude, you got to get on this, this probiotic. And when he got on it, he was miserable like absolutely miserable because his body his gut and all that bacteria in there was all like no we don't want to go you know because it fights you it doesn't want to uh give give up the the ghost and so he was actually miserable and before he started to feel better um and the, the die-off um was awful for him and he quit because he hated how he felt well another year went by and he was like okay fine let's do it again he went through that whole die-off process again and he started to feel better and i mean it was to the point where we couldn't even eat in restaurants because we didn't know what was in the food we right yeah in in you don't see Lindsay, but she just raised her hand yeah and, <laughs> and you know um but it, you know we couldn't go to restaurants because we didn't know what was in the food we were freaking out we were like what is you know how can we go anywhere how can we do anything because we didn't know what was going to set him off um and then you know you'd ask the waiter hey is this in there oh no everything's fine and then the next day he would be like unable to get out of bed and he'd be in so much pain um, and that so sounds all too familiar. Yeah. And, and, and so that was, you know, I totally understand it. And, and then learning about gut health, I learned that, that, you know, basically your gut is your other brain. Um, and it, you know, so many things that are happening inside your gut are the catalyst for, you know, things that you, um, experience in your body. And so Lindsay, I love how you said, you know, that where's that inflammation coming from? What am I putting into my body that is getting that, that is, you know, um, starting that inflammation. And that's what I do now. So in, in, in my life, I, if I start having knee pain, I stop and I go, well, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. I'm in my, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. It could be that, but it's probably not that it's probably something that I'm putting into my body that is causing inflammation to go to that spot. And what do I need to change? You know, um, what do I need to do? How can I remedy this? And I, I think we've gotten so used to popping a pill. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. And, um, don't and, get me started. And that's not to say there are medications that, you know, um, are definitely needed. They are necessary. Um, and you know, they're in, very important to take, but I think that, you know, our whole, we want to get, we want to feel better right now. Um, society has made it so that it's sometimes difficult for us to, take these, you know, make these changes in our life. And like you said, you didn't even want to make them. You read them and you were like, ah, I don't want to do that. You know, cause it sounds hard. 
Um, and it's not, it's not fast. It doesn't happen like super, you know, there's not immediate results. Um, so all these things that we, that we are taught in our society to look for, um, are not there. Um, so in pharmacy, we call that a pill for an ill. Yes. Yeah. Because we think that there is one problem or one, you know, cause and that one pill is what's going to address that one cause. That's just the way that we've been taught. That's why I was taught in pharmacy school. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of times people think that because I'm into lifestyle and functional medicine, that I'm anti-drugs. No. I mean, that makes me feel like I'm back in dare in kindergarten. I shouldn't say (laughs) anti-drugs. I don't have a red ribbon. Um, Anti-medication. You know, people often think that because I'm into what I'm into, but it's not that it's just recognizing that issues, especially eczema, for example, Mm -hmm. have so many different factors that all kind of like feed the inflammation bucket, if you will. Yeah. Once the inflammation bucket overflows, you know, that's when you start having symptoms and start having problems. And so anything that you can do to stop the flow into the inflammation bucket or if you can open up the drain of the inflammation bucket, which is, you know, basically just different ways of looking at putting things into your lifestyle and your body versus taking things out of your lifestyle and your body. Right. The, the more chances for healing that people have with eczema for gut health, for whatever, whatever ailment we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I agree uh, 100%. And I, I, I feel even better that a pharmacist is telling me this too. <laughs> um, <laughs> makes me feel real good about me, what I've been thinking all this time. Uh, Trust so, okay. me, I'm a pharmacist. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dink. Um, so <laughs> winter's coming. Winter is coming. And, um, you know, <laughs> not to sound... Uh, you know, not to sound Game of Thrones. On yeah, you. not to sound, not to get all Game of Thrones on us here. Um, but winter is coming, so can you share with us just you know a couple of things that we can do to prepare our you know our skin um, or something that we can do in our home uh, to kind of help us combat this you know season of dryness. Um, I, I don't know about you, but my my face every winter just breaks out and dry patches and it's just awful. And it's like, I haven't changed my, I use the same moisturizer, but how come now it doesn't work between, you know? <laughs> well, that's the problem. You haven't changed it. Right, right, right. And I need to have a different one. So there's your tip. You need a different moisturizer for different times of the year. Mm-hmm. I know. This time of year, <laughs> I mean, if you're in the U.S., somewhere where seasons change or, you know, Canada, somewhere around close to where we are that has a, an appreciable winter Mm -hmm. making seasonal changes. A lot of times when people think of like skincare and making seasonal changes, they think, Oh, like I need to switch my color foundation or whatever. Right. Or, you know, to a different color palette for makeup or whatever, but it really goes beyond that. And a lot of it is making sure that you have more moisture with the products that you use. So the common theme between eczema and just regular old like seasonal dry skin is your skin's moisture barrier. Mm -hmm. And so if that moisture barrier is disrupted, you're going to have the dry skin 
redness, uh, irritable skin kind of thing happen, breakouts even. Um, it's usually called dry acne when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of the common theme between, between those things. And there are things that we can do about that. So right now, everybody is washing their hands obsessively, right? Yes. Oh and if gosh, you're not, poor hands. <laughs> maybe like consider it. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> Start doing it. <laughs> wash your hands, kid. <laughs> so one of the things that I have noticed since we have changed our products in our home, we have changed from things that are detergent-based to mm. things that are soap-based. Yes, 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 yes. Or yes, yes. things that just have neither neither one like things there are some things that don't need a detergent or a soap agent that we think that we need because mm-hmm. that's what we've been sold for so many years of products being marketed at us and whatever you know you want the fresh foaming cleanser because it's so much better um really looking at what you use to cleanse whether it's your hands your face um whatever part of the body or your entire body that you're talking about makes a huge difference because a lot of times people are looking for the right cream or the right moisturizer, which yes, that is, that is something to think about, but backing it up a little bit to what you're using to cleanse can actually be super relevant right. to whether or not you're having dry skin and eczema during the winter. So what I usually recommend for something like that is to, for hand washing, switch to a soap. Now, this is where things get a little bit confusing. Because parsing out which are soaps and which are detergents Mm -hmm. is not something you can just look at a label and see. If you get that smelly bottle of hand soap from Bath and Body Works, Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you that it doesn't contain soap. It contains detergents. But the label is going to say hand soap. Right. So That's a bummer because that's that's all we use. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's one of the things that's really confusing. And so I actually have a free... PDF that gives people like the basics of how to determine what's a soap and what's a detergent. And that's something I go into a lot of depth into in the environmental eczema guide, because it is confusing and there's almost no way to know unless you have experience of figuring that out. So that aside, the easiest way that I found to do that is to get a soap foamer bottle I mean, you could probably reuse one from detergent soap if you wash it out real good and use Castile soap. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with Castile soap, like the Dr. Bronner's bottles that you see at the grocery store. That's kind of the most readily available form of it. Squirting in some of that and then filling the rest with water. And you have a cheap, effective hand soap that at least for most people I've talked to will make their hands much less irritated than all the things that are detergents masquerading as hand soaps. Nice. So that's kind of my first thing is when you're cleansing your hands, which we should be doing, um, try to use a soap, not a detergent. I realize that's not always available. I'm the weirdo who has like a foamer bottle of soap in my purse, like a little travel bottle. No, that's not weird. Amazon makes sense. And we use it whenever we're out and about, which is obviously much less these days than it used to be. (laughs) So 
as far as hand cleansing, that's what I recommend, but also um, face cleansing. You have a couple different options. Soaps are often too drying for the face. Mm -hmm. If someone has truly oily skin, um, there are a couple different <laughs> soaps that I recommend. Like there, there's a charcoal bar that I really love that I think is great um, for people with oily skin or for people with uh, drier skin to just use like maybe a couple times a week. Um, to try and, you know, de-gunkify. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's a technical term. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you learned that in pharmacy school, I'm sure. It's a very serious uh, technical term. <laughs> and so I, I either recommend that or this time of year, trying oil cleansing, which really scares a lot of people because we've been conditioned to think that oil-free is always the way to go as far as, you know, face products and whatnot. Um, but there are some great oil cleansers out there. The way that it kind of works is so you may have heard in chemistry, if you remember way back. <laughs> oh, in honey, I, 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 didn't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything either. <laughs> this I do remember. <laughs> is that uh... like dissolves like. <laughs> so basically what that means is like oil will dissolve oil. And okay. so if you have, you know, dirt, grimy stuff on your face, you can actually remove it by using an oil or oil cleansing. And one of the things that we've tended to do in the past with all these like foaming detergent based face cleansers is that we strip all of the oil off the face mm -hmm. and then your skin's like, uh, what just happened? Like I need to crank out a bunch of oil to make up for the fact Which that we is just making completely us oilier. stripped the skin mm. of the oil. So it can make things oilier. It can also disrupt that moisture barrier that I talked about. Mm -hmm. um, it can do all kinds of things that are not what we want. So I know it seems counterintuitive, but a lot of people could probably benefit from switching to oil cleansing, or at least trying it for a little while. It may take a week or two to kind of balance things out. Yeah. And that's what people, that's what so, scares people is when they're looking busted for that week while <laughs> things are, you know, does, but, yeah. But you know, you could just like turn on what's the little toggle button in zoom. That's like enhance my appearance. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, you can move it out. If you're, if you're not actually it. seeing people and right. your face is covered with a mask, most places like what better time? This is a experiment. great time. Yeah. No, this is good. That's a, that's a good point. So you're telling us about this environmental eczema guide, um, and you just released it at the beginning of last week. So tell me, yes. you know, where can where can we access this thing? Because I need I need this. I need this in my life right now. <laughs> well, there are a couple different ways. Um, I have links in my Instagram profile because Instagram is where I hang out. Whoop, whoop. Um, I mean, actually quite literally these days since there's nowhere else to hang out. Um, but that's the best chance of like actually interacting, uh, at this point. So I have links there. And if you go to my website, which is roguepharmacist.com, that's spelled R O G U E, not rouge. Um, <laughs> while I do have a blush stick like a cream blush stick that I really enjoy. Um I am not the Rouge pharmacist. Yeah, I am the Rogue pharmacist. So anyway, tangent. Um 
if you go to roguepharmacist.com, there will be um, a link to the eczema page on the homepage. Um, if you go to roguepharmacist.com slash eczema, it will take you right to the information about the guide. And from any page on my site, you can click the orange banner at the top, and that will get you my uh, two free PDFs about different elements to address for eczema, and also the one I mentioned before about soaps versus detergents. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, I will make sure, like I always do, I'll make sure that all of that information is available in the notes for this episode. And, and you know, before we go, this is my fun thing that I like to do with guests. And um, I, I always ask them to share something fun about themselves. And you were, uh, you know, yours was unique. I have to say that this is probably the first one. So, <laughs> so, so tell us about your mom jams. <laughs> oh, so mom jams. Um, Mom jams came to me once while I was chopping Brussels sprouts. <laughs> um, I was making dinner and this song about mom life just came to me and I started singing it to myself. And I started occasionally sharing some of my mom jams songs. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to make more than a couple of music videos at this point, but it's mostly original, sometimes parodies of songs about mom life. And I will warn you that most of them have some kind of a reference to poop. Well, because that's mom life. So that's pretty normal. Exactly. I mean, any, yeah. <laughs> any mom's like, yeah. And, and. Like. if there's not, you know, poop or, you know, throw up mentioned, like. Snot. Yeah, snot. Like, I, yeah. I mean, especially if you have boys, Lord. Oh my gosh. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> what is wrong with them? But yeah, no, I, I, it, it, I get it. So, so you, uh, and, and if you haven't seen one of those, I know they're on um, your Instagram. Um, yeah. So and, put them on my Instagram. I had started a mom jams Instagram and then I'm like, no, I think I just want to yeah. share these with everyone. So. Yeah. Just, just like put it on your, you know, just like go for it. Um, so they're you, there, they're nerdy and I, I love to give you a laugh cause that's I, the point. And they did. They gave me quite a quite a laugh, actually. Um, and and I had seen them a while back, and so I was I was laughing at, at just you know because um, <laughs> they're true too. Like they're funny, but it's like you know uh, it's funny, haha. But it's also like funny, haha, because you're like, oh yeah, this is um, the great. You know, your mom jams have turned out to be the great equalizer uh, because we are all realizing like, oh wow, we're <laughs> all having the same thing. Cool. We're all experiencing it. So, so jump on over to her Instagram, um, and check out her mom jams. They are, they are hilarious. And might I add the videos, the music videos that you have are very well produced. Um, <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, so much. I, I, I was impressed for, you know, I'm like for a smartphone situation, that's really good. Um, <laughs> so smartphone I, pandemic situation where you can't leave the house and right. you have like an hour, maybe. Yeah. And I, I'm impressed. So anyways, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I learned so much. Like, I, I, you know, every time I have a guest on, I learn something and I'm like, oh yeah, I can, I walk away with it. Like, yeah, man, that's really cool. But like, I literally learned so much today. Um, and I know our listeners did as well. So listen, if you would like to learn more about Lindsay and how you can make changes in your home and in your life to heal eczema and honestly just get healthier at the same time, be sure to check out her on Instagram. Okay. Her handle is at Rose 
Rogue Pharmacist. And trust me, you're going to want to get over there. It's extremely entertaining over in her world, her part of the world of Instagram. Um, it's extremely edu- educational as well. And as always, like I said, I'm going to include all of the information that she shared today, um, all of her contact information so that you can get a hold of her in the notes of the episode. Lindsay, before we go, do you have anything else that you want to share with our mamas today? Mostly just that there's hope because a lot of times people say, I've tried everything. And I guess my, my tough love answer to that is really everything you've tried everything. And that's not to, to be mean but to give people kind of the space to think about the fact that there, there is hope with whatever they're dealing with. There is hope that it could get better, that there's something that they can do about it. And the more people I can empower to actually be able to make those changes or experiment to get to a place like that, then that's, I've done my job. Right. Well, thank you. That's awesome. Um, and that's a good, that's a good way to put it. I, you know, we talked about last week, um, in last week's episode, uh, we talked about being kinder to ourselves. And one of the things that I always say is that, you know, a lot of times we make time for the things that we want to do. Um, and then we complain that we don't have time for the things that we don't want to do. And sometimes it's not even that we don't want to do them. It's just that they're hard. So then we go, I don't have time. I can't do it. I don't know. I I did everything. It's out of my control. And so I think you're right. You know, um, there's always where there's a will, there's a way. And, um, you know, you can figure this out if, if it's really something that's getting you, that's, uh, that's, affecting you and your family. So like I said, thank you so much for joining us and listeners before having me. Well, yeah, well, listen, and I'm so glad, uh, you know, you reached out to me and you said like, hey, um, you know, I'm doing this new eczema, in, you know, environmental eczema guide. And I'm like, yeah, get on this show like yesterday, girl, because I, I think it is <laughs> such an important topic. Um, and well, I don't know when it's going to air, but the cutoff for I'm doing, <laughs> I'm calling it expert level uh, <laughs> start sessions. I see where what you we did just, there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there are so many awesome like, <laughs> sleep puns that I can do with expert. Um, <laughs> anyway, what I was trying to say is that I'm doing over Zoom, obviously, because everything yeah. is Zoom these days, um, start sessions. So basically webinars on different topics diving a little bit deeper than we can just in you know me sending you a pdf of a guide and we're starting those the week of october 19th so well that'll be i just wanted to let people know that that is there that's an option um that'll be in a few days yeah that'll be in a few days from when this airs so um i will definitely make sure that that information is in the note so that people can um jump on jump on board there so yeah they they will be able to access that um if they would like 
So we are going to say goodbye to Lindsay, mamas. But first, before um, we do, I just want to invite you to stick around for a little bit longer after we say goodbye to her because I'm going to announce the winner of the Taking Back You Mom Cast mug drawing in about a minute or so. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the show today. I am. Look, Lindsay, she doesn't even know who the winner is, but she's already excited for you. Some mom somewhere is going to get herself a mug, and Lindsay's really excited for you. (laughs) Mug shot. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks. All right, I'll talk to you. Bye. Isn't she such a great guest? She is so knowledgeable. She knows so much about uh, eczema and about living a healthy life. And you know me, you know I love living a healthy life. So I just want to thank Lindsay again for being on the show. I'm sure you guys will hear from her again. She is, like I said, she's my friend, so she'll be be around. Don't worry. But be sure to stop by, uh, check out the notes for this episode so that you can stop by her Instagram, check her out over there, check her out on Facebook, check out her website. All of it is good, good stuff. And I actually especially love her website. I think it's really funny and it's really cute. So get over there. It's just like her, funny and cute. So um, get over there and get all that information. Before we go, though, I want to announce our winner for the Taking Back You MomCast mug. Um, The winner is, drum roll, please. I don't have a drum roll. So drum roll. Wait, you ready? Can you hear it? Drum roll, please. Elizabeth Werner. So Elizabeth Go ahead and private message me with your address, and I will make sure you get that mug. It's sitting in my office waiting to be sent to its brand new owner. So I'm so excited for you. Yay, Elizabeth. One day when production quality is a little bit better around here, I'll have a cool sound effect for you. But for today, just know that we are super excited for you. All right, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic week. I will be back next week with a great topic. You know, uh, we usually have been doing this often, um, you know, every other week. It's me by myself, and then I'll have a guest. So next week, it's going to be me by myself, and you know how I do. I wake up, and I, you know, just ask God to tell me what my mamas need to hear, and then that's the message that I give. So I look forward to being back with you next Wednesday. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. For more information on Taking Back You and the Taking Back You MomCast, visit us at takingbackyou.com. From there, you'll be able to follow us on social media, listen to past episodes, and learn all about the mission of Taking Back You. Be sure to subscribe to get future episodes. And from all of us at Taking Back You, thank you so much for your support.